So if you're watching this, it means that something happened that didn't really go according to plan. You know, we kind of mapped out how today would look. We had some expectations. We, we worked on it and all of this, and then something happened to interrupt it. Yeah, that's okay. Life sometimes brings us interruptions. And sometimes those interruptions are good and joyful. I remember the moment when my wife woke me up and interrupted my sleep to tell me, I think I'm in labor. She wasn't certain at that point, but we got up and we left, and it was a good thing because in less than an hour, my daughter Natalia was born. And while that was a nervous interruption because we almost ran out of time, it was a good and happy and joyful interruption. Sometimes there are life interruptions that aren't joyful. In fact, sometimes there are interruptions that are really not that good. Like the one time when I was walking into a meeting and my mom calls me on the phone. And as I'm walking in, I pick up the phone and she tells me that my grandmother had died. A different kind of interruption. Life brings us interruptions. And maybe for some of you, you are in a season of interruption. You thought life was going one way. You had your plans. You had your expectations. And all of a sudden, something happened to interrupt it all. Today we're going to be reading about a man named Jairus. If you have your Bible, you can turn to the book of Mark and look at Mark chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, let us know. We'd love to get you one. Uh, it will be our gift to you. We believe that the Bible is filled with life-changing truth. Now Jairus is a man whose life was interrupted and turned completely upside down. Let's take a look at his story. Mark chapter 5 starting at 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she would be healed and lived. So Jesus went with him. Jairus' life is interrupted by this tragic and heartbreaking interruption. And in the midst of the interruption, what he does is turn to Jesus. And you need to understand that Jairus' action, this flopping on, onto the ground in front of Jesus at his feet, you have to understand that Jairus is a religious leader in that day. He is someone who is looked up to. He is someone who in a culture of honor, in a culture of honor, he is someone who is looked up to with esteem. To throw himself at the feet of someone is not something that Jairus would normally do. But he has gotten to the point that he cannot control this situation. This is not something that he can handle with his own skill sets. And so he does the only thing he can do. He turns to Jesus and pleads with Jesus, save my little girl. My little girl is dying. Save her. Come, please save her. And what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do? Jesus goes with him. Jairus is at that point where he doesn't know how to handle this. And so he turns to Jesus. And the reality is, is that divine interruptions teach us one thing. Divine interruptions teach us that we're not God, but they also point us to the one who is. You see, a divine interruption teaches me that I am not God, but it points me to the one who is. 
And so Jairus goes to the one who can actually do something about his daughter. And Jesus' response is to go with him. Step by step. Each stride for stride. You see, I don't know where you're at in your season of interruptions. I don't know if you are in the middle of one right now. Here's the one thing that I can tell you. Wherever you're at, if you are a follower of Jesus, what you need to understand is this, that Jesus is there with you. And if you have not chosen to follow Jesus, Jesus is right there desiring to be with you, asking to be with you. And all it is is a matter of just telling him, yes, I choose you. Please forgive me. Please be the one in charge. Jesus is with Jairus. And so they begin to walk towards Jairus' home so Jesus can get to his daughter. And so they begin to, to walk, and Jairus is hurrying, and he's hurrying as much as he can. And, and, and what happens is the crowd begins to follow them as well. And the crowd, it's this huge crowd. It's like a Thanksgiving Day parade crowd. And they're all around him, and they're, they're all just jostling and, and bumping into each other. And, 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 and all this chaos is happening. But Jairus is committed. He has to get Jesus his daughter. And so he's, he's pressing on. And all of a sudden, an interruption happens. You know, there was a time when I was younger where uh, there's this gentleman who has been mentoring me for a while. His name is Dave Friesen. And I would meet him for breakfast. And there was a time where I overslept and I actually completely missed the meeting. Well, the problem was that there was a bunch of guys who would eat breakfast in the same cafe from the church, and they knew that I missed it, and they made fun of me every time they saw me. Well, about a month later, wouldn't you know it, I oversleep, but I didn't miss it. At that point, I get up, and I run, and I race, and I put on my clothes, and I'm getting downstairs and I get in the car and I start to drive. I'm running late, but I'm going to get there. And I'm going to get there as close to as on time as possible because I'm already embarrassed and I don't want to be made fun of by these guys. And so I'm driving down Allentown Road and I'm probably going a little faster than I should. And I'm going down Allentown Road when all of a sudden I see it. It's right in front of me with red lights blinking and this little stop sign that's shrunk in the wash turning on its side, a school bus. My attempt to get there quickly was derailed by this school bus, and I didn't even think anyone lived on Allentown Road, let alone everyone who happens to go to school lives on Allentown Road, and I could do nothing but wait. Jairus' trip is one with this urgency that he's trying to get to his daughter as fast as he can, and an interruption happens, and Jairus is forced to stand there and not do nothing but wait. You see, a woman enters into the story. A woman who had been sick with a bleeding disease for 12 years. I find it interesting that this woman has been sick for as long as Jairus' daughter has been alive. I mean, there's nothing more than that than other than I find it interesting. She has been sick for the same amount of years, 12 years, that this daughter has been alive. And she comes onto the scene of the story. This is the only time in the recording of Jesus' life, in, in, in this account in Mark and, and in the account of Luke, this is the only time where there's a merging of two miracles in one story, of, of two miraculous events that Jesus does in one story. 
And so this woman enters the scene and she has been sick for 12 years. And she sees Jesus. And she thinks to herself, if I can just get to him, if I could just touch him, you know, I don't even have to touch him. If I could just touch a part of his, his coat, I could be healed. And so she goes and she presses through and she touches the the hem of Jesus' coat and in an instant, she's healed. And in that moment, Jesus stops. He stops everything and he says, who touched me? Who touched me? The disciples are around Jesus and I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you not see everyone around you? Everyone touched you. What do you mean who touched you? And Jesus said, who touched me? Mark chapter 5, verse 32. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Can we pause for a moment? You see, this is a pretty amazing story. Can we, can we just pause for a moment? This whole account with the woman is this amazing miracle, this faith that is celebrated. Can we just pause for a moment, though? <clears throat> What's going on with Jairus? His daughter is still dying. He has to get home to his daughter. There's not much time. And what does Jesus do? He stops. He stops. And Jairus has to wait there, helpless. There is nothing he can do but wait on Jesus. You see, God's agenda always trumps my agenda. God's agenda always trumps my agenda. The truth of the matter is, is that God has all authority. And sometimes divine interruptions remind us of that. But sometimes there's more going on than we can actually see. <clears throat> the disease that this woman had wasn't just a physical problem. It was a social problem. Because of the nature of this bleeding disease, she was called unclean. And because she was unclean, she was ostracized. She was not allowed to be a part of the religious life of the Jewish culture. She was an outcast. She didn't just need a physical healing. She needed a social healing. And what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do? He calls her daughter. He calls her daughter. He commends her faith. And he tells her to go in peace. Jesus redeems and restores her. What we need to understand is that Jesus is in the redemption business. And sometimes those divine interruptions in our life give an opportunity for redemption to occur. You see, this woman starts the story entering into the scene as an outcast. She leaves the story as being the one who is celebrated. She starts the scene simply as being the sick woman. She leaves the scene as Jesus calls her daughter. She is given peace. Because of her faith, Jesus restores her and redeems her. But what about Jairus? 
yeah, this was all happening, but what about Jairus? Because in a moment, his efforts to get to his daughter will crash on him like this deafening blow, and his world would shatter. Let's continue in verse 35. While Jesus was still speaking, he's talking to the woman, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Your daughter is dead, they said. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. In that moment, I don't know what went on in Jairus' head, but how can he not think for a moment all of these thoughts if Jesus had just not stopped? If Jesus had just not looked for who touched him, if this woman had not touched him, if this had not happened, my daughter would still be here. How could he not be thinking that in that moment? The Bible tells us it was his only daughter. This is his little princess, his little girl. How is he not thinking in his head? If Jesus had only done something different, my daughter would still be here. What happens? Instantaneously, Jesus is there. And he comforts him. And he reminds him, he goes, hey, hey, Jairus, I'm still here. Jairus, I'm still here. And I'm still the one in charge. I haven't left you. I'm still here. And I have to be honest, my, my response in that moment uh, Jairus didn't respond this way, but if, if that had happened to me, I, I kind of feel like I'm like, yeah, you may be here, but she's not. She's gone. My little girl is gone. But Jesus comforts instantaneously and says, believe, believe. I'm still here, Jairus. And that's all that matters. I'm still here. See, the truth of the matter is that divine interruptions teach us another thing. They tell us that God's timing isn't always our timing. God's timing isn't always our timing, but God's timing is always the right timing. It's always the right timing. It may be devastating at times. It may be hard to understand at that times, but God's timing is not our timing, but God's timing is always the right timing. Now, I'm going to give you the end of the story, but just briefly. You see, the story ends with a happy ending. The story ends that Jesus gets to the home of Jairus and he brings Jairus' daughter back to life. There are three instances of the Bible where Jesus brings someone back to life. There's this daughter of Jairus. There's this son of a widow at Nain. And then there's Lazarus. And Jesus brings this daughter to life and it ends with a happy ending. But that was how Jairus' story ended. That's how Jairus' story ended. That doesn't mean that my story or your story will end the same. And some of you already know that because of your own story and the interruptions that you have experienced in your own life. So where is the comfort? Where is the comfort in all of this? Divine interruptions point out that I am not God and they point me to the one who is. Divine interruptions remind me that 
God's agenda always trumps my agenda, and divine interruptions tell me that God's timing isn't always my timing, but that God's timing is always right. And if we learn these lessons without adding one more observation, they may either bring us encouragement or discouragement, depending on how our story is going or how chapters in our story have ended. I think we need to point out one more thing. Where's Jesus? In this story, where's Jesus? Well, at the beginning of the story, when Jairus has his world flipped upside down and this interruption happens and he is filled with heartbreak, where's Jesus? He's right there. When Jairus has to run back home, who is running step by step, stride for stride with him? Jesus is right there. In the moment when the woman touches Jesus and his journey is interrupted, Jesus never left Jairus. Jesus is still there. And in that moment where he gets the heartbreaking news that just shattered all of his hopes, Jesus is right there, right there comforting him. Jesus is with Jairus to the very end, to the very end. You see, I don't know where you are in your story of life's interruptions. I don't know what part or chapter you're in, but here's what I do know. You're not alone. You're not alone. Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you, and he will not leave you. He will not leave you. His desire is for you to be with him. My son, Justice, was talking to my wife the other day, and he was telling her that he misses me because life has been a little busy and I haven't been at home as much because of work, and he says, I miss that. I love dad. And then he said something to her. He goes, I feel safe when dad's around. And she kind of explored that. And she, he's like, yeah, there's some things that scare me at times, but when dad's there, I'm not scared. And I understand that as a son myself, when I was younger, I would look at my dad. In fact, sometimes when I'm with my dad right now, it doesn't matter where we're walking through. Growing up in New York, we could have been walking through some pretty bad, tough neighborhoods. But if my dad was there, my dad was with me. Everything seemed to be okay. That might not be your experience with your dad or your father. I don't know. But it can and should be your experience with God. No matter what experience, no matter what interruption you're facing, no matter what scary situation is occurring, the reality is, is that God is there. And he's with you. And he's not going to leave you. You are not alone. So we had an interruption today. Things went a little bit different than what we expected. That's okay. It didn't surprise God. And the truth of the matter is, maybe you're in the middle of an interruption in your life. That's also okay. It didn't surprise God. He's right there with you. So maybe... The only thing that you need to know today is this. You can have peace. God is with you.
Whether it's good times, bad times, or in between, whether interruption is a good interruption or bad one, be at peace. The Lord is with you. Be filled with peace. He's right there with you, and he's not going to leave. Let's pray. Lord, this isn't what we expected today. It's not what we were planning for. But you knew it would happen. You know everything that will happen to us. And so I ask you that you would give us peace in the middle of the interruption. And for those who are going through a little bit more of a serious interruption, I ask that you give them peace as well. Remind us that you are right there. That you are with us. And Lord, I ask you that you would bless each person of our church today in a way that fills them with your joy and an awareness of your love and your presence. We pray this in the name of Jesus.